This week on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, it's gotta be okay to do spoilers for Infinity War by now, right? Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kinda like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Welcome, true believers, to the Magnificently Huge Podcast. My name is Brian, and this week, my friends Chris and Eric will join me, and we're going to do a spoiler-filled episode about the big movie that everybody has seen by now, right? Everybody's seen it? Avengers Infinity War. That's right. Um, we had some technical difficulties earlier, and we kind of missed a week, so uh, we've been posting on our social media feeds our previous Marvel Cinematic Universe episodes, so if you haven't checked that out, go back and listen to some old episodes of the podcast. We have a Phase 1 episode, we have a Phase 2 episode, and we did a spoiler review of Thor Ragnarok. You can find links to all of those on our new website maghuge.com M-A-G-H-U-G-E Um... And as always, if you want to uh, give us feedback, you can hit us up on Twitter. We are at MagHuge. On Facebook, we're Magnificently Huge. On Instagram, we're Magnificently Huge. And like I said, you can always find us on the website or email us, MagnificentlyHuge at gmail.com. All right, without any further ado, let's get right into it. It's time to get back into the swing of things. It's our second year of MagHuge, and here comes Infinity War. And we're back to the Magnificently Huge Podcast. This was a first for us. This is kind of an unexpected week off, uh, more or less, for, <laughs> for various reasons. Uh, the joys of podcasting. Uh, Technical difficulties, please stand by. Yeah. And so here we are, face-to-face. Yeah. A couple of silver spoons. My computer bombed out, and then I got a migraine headache, and it was just all kinds of not fun. Well, what are we talking about today? Again, I forget. Um, the 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 hip new movie Thanos: The Hand of Fate. <laughs> oh, take your daughter to work day. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, <laughs> an, an interesting okay. an interesting view of Thanos the Economist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in keeping with you, the magnificently huge podcast, we are doing something really popular, like two or three weeks after everybody else has already had their <laughs> yeah. hot takes. But to on be it. fair, uh, um, it, it's a spoiler filled episode this shit is spoiled what do you mean spoilers so for those who still haven't seen avengers 52 uh that's all on you so yeah yeah and the way podcasts work of course you're listening to this like three years from when we recorded it so where were you (laughs) yeah i think is the question exactly if you if you were being if you're having uh avengers infinity wars part one ruined for you now get your head out of your ass go to the video store or the blockbuster or whatever the kids are using these days and go see this i think they would just more to the point how have you managed to avoid all spoilers for this movie and yet know about this podcast for three years (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's the, uh, it's the magic of time travel. 
Yeah, I'm uh, staying with that conceit that it's three years. Yeah. <laughs> Eric is actually it's possible. Eric is actually buddies with Doctor Strange and has access to the time crystal. <laughs> or whatever the fuck it's uh, called. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. Whoops. Sorry. Yeah. Uh so yeah. Uh hey, it's a spoiler filled episode about Avengers Infinity War. But before that, were we gonna do any fresh shit or are we just gonna dive in? Oh, let's do some fresh shit. Okay. Yeah. This shit is fresh. Ah, take it in. Nostrils full of fresh, fresh shit. I think Eric should go first since he had technical difficulties leading to migraines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fresh shit. Golly, I don't, I can't think of nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> it's been like two weeks. He's done nothing. Oh, Santa Clarita diet. <laughs> okay. That's right. Okay. I've been watching that Santa Clarita diet, which you've already spoken of before. And I watched the first, yeah, you know, I watched four episodes and I was like, okay, yeah, it's funny. And I kind of let it be. I came back to it, and now I love it because I realize it's not good because of the conceit of the show. It's not good because it's a, a wacky zombie show. It's really well written. It's fun. It's really yeah. funny. Like Are it. you watching season one or season two? Uh, we are now on two. And oh, okay. Timothy Oliphant is just the most amazing <laughs> choice yeah. for this part. Yeah, he is, he is good. I like it. He's the real star of the show, isn't he? He's so yeah. weirdly mild mannered yeah. too. That's what's funny because I've seen him in, you know, all like Deadwood and and uh, and yeah. Live Free Die Hard, where he's just you know just awful as a person, really. <laughs> and uh, it's so weird to just see him play like a clueless suburbanite. It's just odd. It's yeah. a good or justified where he yeah. never has like any word out of place. <laughs> exactly. Everything is like Clint Eastwood tight. And and now you realize. And, and the thing is, I've watched interviews with him on uh, YouTube on, you know, chat shows. He's a goof. He's, he's a nerd. I mean, it, it, it works. Now, I can't buy the neighbor kid. Like, he's supposed to be 16 years old and he looks about 32. <laughs> does it just me or does he look like and... he's a comic from the Catskills? Mm. Is that just me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He looks. He looks like a a a, a young John Stewart ish kind of. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. The daughter yeah, is the okay. one I don't buy. The daughter I look at and I go, no, you are twenty six if you're a day, and she's Australian. Really? Yeah. Well, she hides it well. Thank God. <laughs> I hate those people. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She's got red hair like childhood star Nicole Kidman. So yeah, it's fun. It's funny. It's worth watching. It's binge worthy. Oh, God. It is binge worthy, which is yeah. I, is. Are we still doing that show somewhere down the pike? The, yeah, it'll the happen. Bin, the bingey thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, then put it's a cork coming. in it. Put a cork in it. Reed. We'll get to it. Okay. But that's what I got. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I've got. I don't have a whole lot either. Oddly, because well, Avengers was pretty much the fresh shit for me. I went and saw Isle of Dogs again today. So uh, you've seen it twice now. Seen it. I have. It okay. was good. Cool. Um, I did want to do a callback. At one point, I talked about how, like, all the lead singers of the 90s bands were dead, but I wasn't anywhere near comprehensive enough. I don't know how the 90s revival's gonna go, or, like, who's gonna be playing, like, Vegas, because, like, okay, the, in addition to Kurt Cobain and Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington being dead, the guy from Blind Melon is dead. Mm-hmm. He's been dead Lane for a while. St- Lane Staley. Yeah, Lane, Lane Staley, Staley is Staley. dead. Dead. Which, and we just heard some Alice in Chains in the store the other day, and we actually, my wife and I had the conversation about that. It's like, well, Alice in Chains. 
Yeah, Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots is dead. Dead. Hell, Chester Bennington was singing for Stone Temple Pilots. He was he's, he's one of the ones I mentioned. When I MCA is dead, so the Beastie Boys. Um, the guy from NXS is dead. The guy from Sublime is dead. <laughs> like, does it feel? Okay, now, does it feel to you like Thanos may have something to do with this? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Just a thought. Just a thought. In order to make sure we have enough resources, half of every singer must die. <laughs> yeah, you really. But this may be the decade where all the nostalgia has to go with replacement singers. And singers are replaceable, right? Like Journey, sh- the, the new singer for Journey shows that you can replace a singer. Yes, a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train going anywhere They've got a pretty decent Lane Staley impersonator. Pretty decent guy on fronting Sublime, I guess. But how would you man, know? Oh man, how would you know if Sublime had a good front man? <laughs> uh, actually, I don't. Okay, okay. <laughs> it sounded good. Come on. Yeah, it was. Sub- it anyway. was Sublime. But um, boom. So, uh, so were you just you were just sitting around thinking about '90s musician mortality rates and just couldn't stop? Uh, you, you know, I've been beating the drum of we need to, like, make the 90s revival not cool by adopting it as old people. Um, <laughs> okay. We need to kill that revival in the grave. And, and I was realizing that it's already dead. I always assumed that revival wouldn't happen. Yeah. I, I always figured oh, it's it coming. was like, well, we're Gen X. We were, we were like, against the, the ability to market to. And so I always assumed that meant this shit wouldn't happen. Well, but then no, I realized no, it's coming. with Ben Stiller and that whole frat pack group, it's like, no, 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 we're all primed for selling out. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If the 90s revival does happen, it'll be on a cruise. Mark my words. Yeah. So. What? That's the, the the thing. You would go. You do a cruise, and it's sponsored by Sirius XM Radio, and then they get a bunch of has-been VJs to go palaver with the crowds and talk up the bands and stuff. Yeah. They're doing it with the '80s. Mm. I don't see why the '90s would be any different, right? Oh no, I'm talking like in the actual zeitgeist. Like it's gonna be. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like it's coming. <laughs> the shoulder pads came back. I called that. I'm telling you, all of the other crap from the 90s is coming. uh, Maybe it's because we're living longer. I seem to remember that the uh, uh, nostalgia pushback is always 20 years, but it seems it has gone to 30 years. You know? It's like nobody wants to look back. It was 20 years. Think of it. In the 70s, the 50s got hip. In the 80s, the the 60s. 60s were hip. Yeah, the 90s, the the 70s didn't happen. People were still kind of... They, were, they yeah. were willing to get to grab onto some of the things, but mostly not. And the then that 90s still had happened. some 60s stuff happening. Yeah. Like, I mean, and exactly. early 70s. Like, yeah, Groove is in the Heart's going to make a comeback, everybody. Yeah. yeah. We're 
We're gonna be listening to Hippie Chick. Okay, this shit is. I mean, you well, thought you thing, had heard that... enough of four non blondes? Oh no, four non fucking blondes is gonna be ubiquitous yet again. <laughs> I said, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, here, here. Well, the uh, thing about the nineties oh, is, what is going on? <laughs> It was all over the map because we, <laughs> because we even had the '40s revival where people were doing all that swing stuff, and we've talked about this before. So the '90s, they didn't know what they wanted to look back to. It was basically just anything and everything yeah. and nothing. Mm-hmm. It was a weird decade. Anyway, <laughs> so Bravo. and then finally, I've been watching um, some real brain garbage. The, the wife and I have been digging into more of these like competition shows, so it's been. Like real. Project Runway All Stars <laughs> and Iron <laughs> Chef Gauntlet. <laughs> it's real brain garbage. Is that an actual Netflix search phrase? <laughs> it's like I'm looking for some real brain garbage. No, Netflix doesn't even have okay. this quality of brain garbage. Okay. Unfortunately, like yeah. the, the competition shows on Netflix suck. But Iron Chef Gauntlet is interesting in that um, the show is formatted in such a way that. The person who defeats all of the challengers can still lose and not become an Iron Chef by the end of the season. So here's hoping that happens. Wow. I've always thought that show would be so much better if they actually like fought with guns. <laughs> you know? did because Iron Chef sounds like it's supposed to be hardcore, but really it's just that 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 douchey fella whose whose uncle was on the Japanese show. So and- now, America, with an open heart and empty stomach. I say unto you in the words of my uncle. Or do like a a Thunderdome bake-off where they're attached on the rubber strings and then they have to jump up and grab ingredients, but also chainsaws. uh, And then they Ah. have to kill each other while baking a cake. I believe that show is called (laughs) Cutthroat Kitchen and it's hosted by the same guy. (laughs) Why can't I have anything nice? Damn it. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to The Cooking Man! <laughs> uh, really? Okay, so that's all I got. Cool. Uh, I don't have much either. I've been watching a lot of playoff hockey, because it's that time of year. And as fate would have it, yeah. uh, my team, the Winnipeg Jets, and my wife's team, the Washington Capitals, are both vying in their respective conferences to play in the Stanley Cup. So there is still a chance that uh, we will be rooting against each other come the finals and mm. that's funny to us we laugh and laugh and laugh. nice so it'll so it'll become a real marriage yeah well but except we don't really care <laughs> we're like yeah well, whatever that'd be fun house divided <laughs> snicker 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 it's like fuck you <laughs> so it's just funny my my loyalty is is squishy in sports so i was you know i was rooting for the sharks and they, they lost to they the the Vegas Golden Knights it was the same the same team that I saw. Yeah, I, know, I was the thinking of that. And <laughs> I remember lose, back yeah, to that. Lose so. to, but but here's the thing, right? Like when my team loses in the playoffs, my allegiance immediately flips to the team that beat them. Because <laughs> if we're gonna <laughs> nice. lose to you, everybody's gotta lose yeah. to you. Then you better jolly well earn yeah. that shit. So now I'm rooting for the Golden wow. Knights. Don't do that. That's their Winnipeg will destroy them. I don't care. I don't really care. So I don't care yeah. as much either. I stopped. So, there, so there's that. So a lot of hockey. And then in between that, I did manage to squeeze in the season two opener of Knight Rider, uh, the two-parter episode called Goliath, which 
basically. Now, is this like from the 80s or is this oh, the no, this is this is the original back. series from like 83. I remember okay. going. And uh, I had I totally thought it was like the when they did Car in the first season where it was like the evil version of Kit. I thought they just did it with a big truck, but basically it's just a giant truck with like the the Kit's armor yeah. plating, but it has the distinction of uh, David Hasselhoff in the dual role where he's playing Garth Knight, and basically the only way that you can tell that it's the evil version of Michael Knight is that he's got like the goatee thing. <laughs> And he looks... Oh, yeah, no. It's amazing. He's like from the Mirror Universe. Yeah. yeah. And then every time they show him, he's just scowling and saying mean things. It's like, oh, that's how I know. And then at one point, Michael Knight has to pretend to be Garth Knight to infiltrate. And then it's basically, you can't even tell. It's uncanny. It's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just a big, dumb episode. I got totally sucked in because I didn't remember it. And then uh, it was everything I'd hoped and less. <laughs> Do you suppose that stars who pull that kind of thing get paid more for playing two roles? Is that like a union thing? I would thing? hope so. I would hope so. I have a feeling that the producers say to them when they say, well, in that case, I want more money. I think the producers say, hey, hey, Emmy, Emmy, huh? Get that Emmy. Well, not, not with I think the producers yeah. say, you already signed a contract, buddy. Yeah. But, but not uh, with something like Knight Rider. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So... But he was dumb enough to believe that. <laughs> so, He'd have gone so for it. Was, He'd have been like, yeah, you're right. I could get an Emmy. Emmy nominee David Hasselhoff for yeah. Knight Rider. I'll finally be recognized for my awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Knigget Rider. Amazing. Amazing. And that's really all I've got. And now that we've chased everyone away with that scintillating fresh shit, let's talk about Avengers. Avengers, yeah. Avengers, Avengers. Loved it. I feel Avenged. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, was yeah. it? It was. It was, it, it was very Avengery. That was my first yeah. thought. It's very. I think Avengery. Eric. He had texted me because I still hadn't seen it yet at that time, and he was he yes. was in the credits and basically kept texting me that. Jesus Christ, these are the longest fucking credits I've ever sat through in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot yeah. of work for an end, for an end, or what do they call the, it? A denimois scene? A. The stinger. The stinger. Yeah. And I don't remember what it was. I don't even remember. It, what was, it was Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Oh, that's right. Okay. That was worth staying for. Like helicopters, like cars crashing into things and helicopters exploding into buildings. And then, yeah. Yeah. That was I, I had actually thought that was part of the movie, but that was just the the lead in for uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and um, they used a beeper because Captain Marvel is going to be set in the exactly. 90s. So apparently Captain Marvel uh, has really? been like just thumbing her nose at the earth the whole time. The entire Marvel Cinematic Universe has been going yeah. on. Right. And so just we, doesn't so care to that. about any of us. So, but, but the, the way in, I'll just be on record. I didn't love it. Uh, mostly because it seriously was just a placeholder movie and it was a three hour placeholder movie. It was, it played like a season finale of a TV show and they, yeah, and they, oh, it's the yeah. first episode of the two part season yeah. finale. It's like, it's like those doctor who season finales where the first episode they spend like all yeah. the money. And then I'm expecting the next episode to be really low key and boring mm. because of doctor who <laughs> I know it won't yeah. be, but yeah. that's kind of how it feels. This is the most expensive movie I've ever yeah. seen. This is, like, huge. And that was the point I made when I texted you, Chris, and I had said, there's something that really pisses me off about it. I want to see if you catch it, too. And it is essentially that 
yeah, it's a placeholder movie where, okay, a lot of our heroes die and it has, you know, the, the, the bad guy winning in the end, but it ends in such an obvious way that they're going to undo it. You know, it's like they, they faked high stakes. They faked high stakes. And when we get to Infinity War, duh, then it's going to get all undone. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing. When, I, when I walked out, and I think I'd, I'd sent this message to Brian, uh, I'm like, if, mm-hmm. if this was the last Marvel movie that they ever made, ever, period, like that would be the most mm. brilliant ending ever. Like just just mm-hmm. do it, kill everybody, be done, leave it hanging, and then you're you're you can just walk away. I think that would have been amazing. But knowing that every single yeah. one of the people that faded into dust is getting another movie, it's like yeah, exactly. There's no there's yeah. no drama to that. It's like yeah, well, okay. So obviously they're going to figure out how to reverse this. Yeah, they just made like like a, 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 an assload of cash. And got a bunch of praise for Black Panther. Yeah. They spent a ton of money trying to get the rights to use Spider-Man. And now you're going to tell me they're dead. Yeah. Really? Quack, really? Quack. And and this is... So, the best cliffhanger... Or the best cliffhangers... One of the best of all time was Star Trek The Next Generation Best of Both Worlds. Where at the end of the season... Picard turns to the camera as a Borg, <gasps> and Riker says, fire on him. Dun, dun, dun. I am Locutus, a Borg. Resistance is futile. Mr. Worf, fire. We knew in the background that Patrick Stewart's contract was up, and the studio was looking for an out. Also, that episode did everything it could to introduce a new first officer to basically right. do all the TV tropes that say, this is for real, we're replacing cast members. Right. So in that moment, it was credible, even if you were following the press. This, this fails that test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no buildup. There's no lead-in. It's just boom. Uh, Thanos showed up and killed half the Asgardians. Though it does and really so, look like he killed all of them, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. they were all yeah, it, was, it really does. Yeah. Well, okay, uh, so there's only he, one line that Thor says that says he killed half the Asgardians. So it is yeah. only the because movie, they need to keep backing up that horseshit that Thanos wants to kill half of everybody. Right. Yeah. But it sure so, looked like they were all dead. Yes. But but then you see Loki get killed. Uh fairly certainly i mean it's not like he just disappeared into dust i mean he gets like throw down killed blah blah but then later thor brings up a valid point which is we've seen loki die pretty much every movie he's been in and Mm -hmm. he manages to come back so i don't even think there's a chance that loki is done for good I mean, that's really well, the l- level of cynicism that I have related to all of this at this stage. They brought I'm back like, they're fucking just- Red Skull. Okay, yeah. how did Red Skull come back? Like, because he got because at the end of four, yeah, yeah, he, he just sort of disapparated after. Uh, yeah, the 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 Tesseract to carry him. Yeah, and the the but, funny thing about that that that's not even Hugo weaving in Infinity War. That's like a guy and dressed up like tell. Red Skull who does an uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, fuck you, we can spend like a quarter of the money yeah. and no one will know. Yeah. yeah. So, so. <laughs> but it was fun. Um, that's that's I, I, A lot of people are basically speculating that anybody who died outside of the, you know, the turning to dust thing 
is probably going to stay dead. That they, they repeatedly said, all he has to do is snap his fingers like this. You know, like, mm-hmm. okay, I know how fingers snap. Yeah, but how do you know that that's, it's like, is it written down somewhere that, uh, you know, Thanos has got a hard on not just to get this glove, but to snap his fingers literally and make half of everyone go Well, that's, that's, apparently, that's apparently the last panel of the Infinity Gauntlet comic run that every that all the characters uh, read before they right <laughs> yeah okay yeah i thought it was one case, of the first ones of course you're gonna read your own comic book <laughs> uh, it was something like that but basically there's a famous panel in there where he snaps his fingers uh to start this genocide right yes and not uh, not because of population control, just because he's a dick. That's another thing, is that it's it has nothing yeah, yeah. to do with, I've got this great idea and everyone will be happy. No, he's not Trump. He just no. wants to death. I like the uh, I, I like the fact that Thanos is the protagonist of this movie. Right? <laughs> like he's got he's got a goal, he's got trials he has to, you know, overcome incredible odds and gain all the MacGuffins, and then in the end he wins and looks at the sunrise. Yeah. I, it's the Thanos movie. Yeah. I when they did that too, I kept thinking, man, this would be awesome if they would play something like uh Take the Long Way Home by Super Tramp over the <laughs> like looking out into the sunset. I thought that would Good have been awesome. Good for you, Thanos. No. Now it's Miller time. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh aren't you smug? My wife thinks that the best way to to do the next movie is to introduce the unbeatable squirrel girl. Who has defeated Thanos in the comics? Yeah, um, and yeah. Well, there's like Galactus. a there's like a jillion characters that have beaten him uh, that aren't in this movie. That's what's funny, and it does bring up an important thing because I do want to get to your thoughts on Hulk being so impotent. Yeah, like he got the, he got he got beat down and then was a big pussy and wouldn't come out the rest. That of the was movie. my, and I know that bothered Eric to no end because it's basically <laughs> just Mark Ruffalo it in the movie. Eric, yeah, exactly because it's Ruffalo, right? Do you like, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah Ruffalo exactly. in an Iron Man suit. Yeah, I yeah. I actually didn't notice or care. I I kept spending all my time going. Wait a minute. So we've how many movies are we in? Seventeen, eighteen, however Something many. Something like that. This is like the nineteenth. It seems like they yeah. they almost all have surrounded somebody going out and trying to get these infinity stones on behalf of Thanos, who then wraps shit up in like two hours. In fact, he's got one before the thing even starts. He didn't need to hire anybody. Yeah. So why what what's with all these movies? Hey, I mean, we could have we could have he could have. <laughs> What? There was no use for, like, half of any of these. But in their attempt to do character development, quote-unquote, uh, you have the impotent Bruce Banner can't turn yeah. into the Hulk, uh, which got it got a little too jokey. Yeah. Uh, as Everything with Ruffalo gets I a got little, kind of, like, like, unnecessary. Yeah. Well, uh, they didn't even really justify it. Like, okay, I thought it was nice that at the beginning of the movie, Thanos beats up the Hulk and kills Loki. So it's like, okay, we've established this guy's really powerful. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, oh, by the way, uh, uh, spoilers. We we already <laughs> talked about everybody who died, dude. <laughs> um, exactly. How? Why did the Hulk not want to come out? Like, what was it about that fight that makes the Hulk... I mean, I've seen the Hulk have... In Thor Ragnarok, the Hulk it's, has a has a rougher fight with Thor. And, yeah, yeah uh-huh. but the but but Goldblum steps in and keeps it relatively fair, and so Hulk doesn't get his ass. Iron beat Man beats the bad. shit out of Hulk. In yeah, yeah, but I think it's because Thanos drew blood. 
right? That's like the the demarcation. If we have there. to. That would be the first time that if we have to come up with this much justification. <laughs> I, I think it's because the Hulk agrees with Thanos. The Hulk is on Thanos' side. He's like, no, I want Thanos to win. That's why he's saying no. Mm. Yeah, kill yeah, half even the Peter world. Quill hooked up, man. I yeah. say if we have to dig this deep for justification <laughs> of a plot point, it's a bad one. <laughs> exactly. Especially since there's like 50. There's basically one for every character. Oh, and by the way, uh, did you miss Ant-Man and Hawkeye no. at all? No, I didn't realize they were out of that movie until the end when I went, oh, wait, everybody but them. Oh, that's got to suck. Yeah, and so what? They're they're at home protecting their families who die in a finger snap anyway? Yeah. It's a bunch yeah. of bullshit. <laughs> Nobody. Apparently, I mean, they've got them uh, set up for the comeback uh, in the next one. Yeah. I guess. Whatever. But who knows? Who cares? Um, the, um, the getting back to uh, Thanos and his view on economics—that all you have to do is get rid of half of everybody, <laughs> and then your resources yeah. double. Here's here's a few problems with that. You're also having the number of people who can develop resources so you're actually it's like leaving money on the table so getting rid of half of everybody doesn't solve everything if you have a glove that can do all of that stuff why not make more resources if you're such a humanitarian <laughs> here's more food that reminds me of a there's a comedian called james acaster who has a, a four-part series on netflix which i'd recommend it's very mm -hmm. funny but he's got a bit about <laughs> when you do the thing with the genie and you wish for uh infinite wishes and how people go no no you can't do that he's like so here's what you do uh infinite genies <laughs> boom <laughs> so you you get infinite wishes but you also get a lot of friends that you always wanted that's basically <laughs> yeah. what eric has just described it's like yeah it's a, such a crackpot plan but it's so bloated and everybody just kind of goes along with it because of all the other MacGuffins that are happening. And it's like, oh, sure. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. And then the movie's over. And you're like, hey, wait a yeah. minute. Can, can somebody sit down with uh, uh, Thanos and, you know, I guess get a clearer picture of what he's shooting for? You know, well, is he knows? trying to who help knows? the universe or is he just a, a, a dick? Also, his planet, the one he came from where everybody died mm -hmm. because... And they said it, the the what was it? What did they say? It was like six degrees off its axis. Okay, there better be an explanation of this because I don't know how being six degrees off your planetary axis kills everyone. And two, I'm not sure how everyone eating all the food puts your planet six degrees off its axis. Well, the food was all on one side of the planet, so and it fell off. <laughs> no, okay, like see, they removed the weight of like the food, so the, you know, <laughs> yeah. things just yeah. kind of tip. Yeah. Yeah. And they put the poopy on the other and side. And that's why the okay. axis See, yeah. that's an explanation. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's a stupid explanation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what we're... Yeah. I think what we're getting at here is that uh, the finish, it was just him going, oh, stuff bad, me fix, uh, and then just killing everybody. Yeah. So it was... There was no depth. I'd still say Loki is the best villain they've had because he's just basically very complicated and you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Because of Tom Hiddleston. Because yeah. Tom Hiddleston's uh, awesome. So what yeah. do they do? They they kill the best villain early so that they can just basically pave the way for, oh, this is your new villain. Okay. Uh, move along. Ho, ho, ho. Meh. So apparently the comic version of Thanos was not interested in cosmic balance. He was trying to court, literally, like, I want to be in a relationship with you, death. Yeah. And... 
so I had assumed that they were going that direction when they brought Kate Blanchett in as Hela, the goddess of death. Ooh, I thought we were going to have something. her be death and Thanos was trying to get her attention, which would have been that cool. That would have been a much better movie. That would have been a much better movie. You should work for Marvel. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that's marvelous. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Shit! Here, here uh, all week. Tip your waitresses. Okay. Uh, don't eat the veal, though. It's tainted. Uh, so we've got all that, but are, were there things in it that you that you enjoyed that you liked? Oh, yeah. I it? mean, it's a it's a big dumb okay. popcorn movie. I mean, it's it's got set piece. Every single scene in this movie is like would be the big scene in any other movie, and would mm. be a good reason to go yeah. see it. Like just just the big donut ship crashing on titan reminds you of the shot from aliens when the ship <laughs> the crashes right ship. yeah i mean yeah it is it is the biggest biggest big movie you've ever freaking seen mm. yeah and i like it for that well they still had some of the disaster porn in it that marvel is basically noted for mm-hmm. uh but they did tone it down just a little bit uh some of the the battles seemed a little bit more uh like battly and not just <laughs> hey let's just destroy a bunch of shit yeah. you know what i mean because you had like you had like the whole uh, Wakandan Henry V Agincourt kind of thing going on, so it was an actual like war. I was actually thinking of uh, uh, Two Towers. I thought it was very uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I got you. yeah. I would I would say that's true. Didn't those those four armed critters remind you of of something from the Max? Remember that old MTV show, The Max M A X X. I no, remember that. Those, I those, those monsters reminded me of something from that. Anyway. Yeah. S- speaking of extra arms, uh, I'm just going to go on record and say stop it with all of the f- newfangled Spidey suits. I was so annoyed by oh, that robot no, arm. That was thing. awesome. I was so annoyed. I was annoyed. Yeah. It does, it's ne- not necessary at all. I think at this point, really, they've, they've done enough damage to Spider Man, they can stop retconning him. You know, it's <laughs> true. Just, it's true. just let Spider-Man be Spider-Man, yo. Yeah. Although uh, I did read a review and someone purported that the reason that his death at the hands of Thanos when he disappears is so excruciating is because of Spidey sense. And so he knows it's coming, but he also knows everybody else is dying. Oh. And so it's that much worse. See, for, if they had put Peter that Parker. in his dialogue, that would have been awesome. That would have been great. Yeah. Well, what the, the dialogue they did put in was so great, though, which is that Peter Parker feels guilt for everything. So his last words are, I'm sorry. And then he dies. Yeah. You know. Mm. Although I did like the, the interchange, and it's in the trailer, but I still like it anyway. Uh, the, the interchange with Doctor Strange when they're doing the introductions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I'm, I'm Peter Parker. He's like, I'm Doctor Strange. Oh, oh we're, we're using our, our made up names. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm Spider Man. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's exactly that cuts to the core of what this is all about. It's just it's so ridiculous. I loved the dialogue about uh, you know this isn't what I was expecting when we were going to open Wakanda to the world. What were you <laughs> expecting? An Olympics? Maybe a Starbucks? I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. There's so much. There's so much good stuff in the movie, and a lot of it gets buried. Like one of the early lines was um, when Spider Man shows up in New York, and and Iron Man's just like. Uh, these guys are from space. They're here to steal a necklace from a wizard. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty succinct. Uh, and then also there was that time that uh, we heard "I am Groot." Yes, yeah, crickets. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no, uh, I, was, I had to think about it, but I like that they the response was, "You speak Groot." 
You know, like it's yeah. it's a standard language. I kind of like. No, that. he no. <laughs> Thor took it as an elective. Yeah, it's an elective on yeah. Asgard. <laughs> so yeah, but they, but he still kept calling him Tree. Yes, that's what was funny. He mm. kept calling Rocket Raccoon Rabbit, and he kept calling Groot Tree. Yeah, and then there's the other bit where they're on Wakanda, and Captain America's there, and he basically and, and Groot shows up and says, "I am Groot." Mm. Uh, after oh, yeah. Thor says, "This is my friend Tree." I am Steve Rogers. Yep. Oh, 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 oh. That's exactly how Steve Rogers would have reacted. I thought that was fun. Did you catch the Dave Batista improv moment? <laughs> was the, that the I didn't see I'm it. so motion, I'm so still, I'm invisible thing? <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, where, where is Gamora? I'll go you one better. Who is Gamora? I'll go you one better. Why, Why is Gamora? Is Gamora? <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. did that. Like, like, he was just fucking around. And they were like, oh, keep it, keep it. <laughs> yeah. No, that was good. Which does bring me to one of the things I, I, I did like is that they still got the Guardians of the Galaxy right mm. uh, as a dynamic. Like the rest of them, it's kind of like just sort of shoehorn them into however they're going to fit the storyline. But the Guardians really seem to, to still be what they have been. I'm glad you brought that up because somebody at work asked me what I thought of Infinity Wars. And I had said it is... Uh, probably the best Guardians of the Galaxy movie, the same way the first Avengers was the best Hulk movie. This is yeah. probably the best Guardians movie. A lot of people were upset because they Peter Quill was being dumb and douchey, but I'm like, have you not seen the other two That's, movies? Yeah. He's, Welcome to the huh? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he literally says in the first Guardians movie that I'm a bit of an asshole. I mean, it's like, that's your, that's your mission yeah. statement. Uh, plus, you know, it was Gamora. So of course he'd freak out a little bit. Okay, but that you know? okay. So there's there's two things about that that bit of the movie that bugged me. The first is they played the same beat twice. They had Peter Quill pulling the trigger on Gamora and the gun turning to bubbles, which was effective. But then it completely undercut the end of the movie where Scarlet Witch has to make the same choice with the Vision. And it's like, eh, pick one or the other, but don't do both of them. Then don't have both of them ultimately have to make that choice. And then it was pointless that they had to make the choice. Yeah, that yeah. sucked. Plus, well, they I mean, undercut. They they also undercut their ending because you know nothing has any stakes because time travel. Yeah, yeah, it's they're all coming back. Yeah. So yeah. and then, but I but I did I did like that they they had, they did the guardians and then the interplay with uh, Bautista. I thought. Oh yeah, you can't really do them without Drax. So he's pretty much got himself a nice little niche going. Yeah. So here's the other thing that, that so that scene where uh, Star Lord gets in Thanos's face while they're trying to get the glove off of him. Here's what's bugging me about that. Early in the movie, right? Big fight in New York. There's uh, one of the children of Thanos. This is a big old beastie. Um, one of the wizards and his buddy, his buddy Squidward. Yeah, Squidward uh, was the friggin' best, around. by the way. <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a longtime Proxima Midnight fan, so I was glad to see she made it in. So, okay. so anyway, one of the, I think it was Wong, opens a sling ring and, and chucks the beastie into, like, the Arctic. And it tries to jump back through the hole in the sling ring and gets its hand cut off. Now, yeah. later in the movie, Why didn't Strange Doctor do Strange yeah. is in a scene where the goal is to get the hand, the glove off the hand of Thanos, and they don't just try to chop it off with a sling ring? Like, I'm like, I don't mind movie logic, but you have to be consistent within the movie you're in. And if one of the characters who was there, 
Yeah, but to be fair, Brian, he did go into the future and saw 14 million different outcomes, and only one worked. So, and the one yeah. where they tried the sling ring probably... Okay, now, but, but, but wait, was... so, the, so he sees a future where he has to do a bunch of fighting before he gives up the stone? <laughs> and that's the yeah, one that worked? The, I yeah. think the problem was that they, they weren't on the planet with Deadpool, who would have told him, we can't do that or we'll lose our PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it also brings up one of one of my main points of contention with the new phase of Marvel is that I I just don't buy Doctor Strange as a compelling character on screen. I mean, it just it's yawns. I just I, I mean you I mean I literally can pull myself out of the movie and just see Cumberbatch doing all of like the weird uh, Mystic Foo hand motions to bring up the discs, and it's just all special effecty stuff. It's the same problem I have with Scarlet Witch. It's I just sort of tune out the special effects, and all I see are actors just doing weird hand motions. <laughs> uh, and it takes me right out of it. Yeah. So I just I don't don't care. But that's just me. I I I have a prediction that the second Infinity War will largely be taking advantage of that that Marvel conceit of the multiple universes, and that yeah, will will then split off like Guardians into one universe where okay, you know, and then so they're they, gonna they're gonna. They don't make it more anymore. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> it's just Morty's being Morty's. The, there's one hypothesis it. that says that they're all in the Soul Stone, and that Gamora is also yeah. in the Soul Stone, and that's why we have, right after yeah. the finger snap, Thanos is in, like you know, whatever the office from Blade Runner twenty forty nine with the water for a floor <laughs> and Gamora yeah. baby. But <laughs> yeah, um, we'll see. Well. Other other things I like too. I do like the dueling Sherlock's with Downey and Cumberbatch. <laughs> I didn't even uh, think of that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought of that. I thought that was fun on on Titan when they're actually having scenes interact, and I'm going, "Hey, wait a minute!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's always funny. It's adds an I was interesting waiting dynamic. For one of them to do one of the classic Sherlock Holmes lines, you know, yeah. or just say no you shit would've, Sherlock would have been good enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see again. You need to write for Marvel, sir. You're, you're missing your calling. You are missing your calling. That is at least uh, Ant Man quality. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, I also wanted to give a shout out. My, I think my favorite bit in the whole movie was giant Peter Dinklage. Yes, that was amazing. Yeah. I did not expect that. And then, bam, Dinklage, big. It was amazing. I so I I I was a little at the audience I was with that thought that was so funny. I was like, Peter Dinklage is a fucking great actor. You yeah. know? Well, he like, did it well. That's what I liked about yeah, it. Yeah, let's stop laughing at the, the midget who's big, you know? But well, if you're going to introduce did, dwarves to the Marvel Universe, why not use Peter Dinklage? Yeah. Like, why, not, sir? why not make them giant Or is Peter it dwarf? Dinklage? Yeah, is it midget or dwarf? I'm not sure. I know one of them you're not supposed to say. Well, no. In this case, he's a dwarf. They make legendary weapons. Like, that's their deal. They're, yeah. they're dwarves. And, yeah, isn't, isn't their, their forge powered by a dwarf star? Or ah. did I just misimagine that? Did I yeah. just misread that when I watched that the, the first thing? That was a pun okay. they couldn't resist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of stakes... Uh, Thor can't even lose his eye in one movie, and it lasts for the through the next movie. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, only because only because Rocket Raccoon likes to collect body parts. Uh, yes, that was a good so gag. That's sort of a throwback, but uh, from underlying but, no stakes. There you go. Well, this is the other thing. So he he forges. Was it Stormbreaker? Stormbringer? What's the name of his new something like weapon? that? Sure. Uh, which is like half axe, half hammer, and then he can do the Bifrost with it. So we know Heimdall's dead. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
That's pretty much a given. But what bothers me is that he shows up in Wakanda and then helps them turn the tide of the battle. And then at one point, he just like disappears and you don't see him for like five minutes of this massive battle and then suddenly shows up at the very end when, when Thanos needs tending to. But it's like, where the fuck has Thor been? I mean, they just lose all sense of geography. Uh, you could have just done this way earlier, or at least shown some scenes with Thor like fighting people, you know, just for context. But he just like yeah. literally goes away and then shows up. Uh, I was annoyed by that. I was annoyed by so their military strategy was we need to keep them between, you know, in front of us and not going around our backs. So we have to open up part of the force field. Okay, great. But yeah. why don't you have somebody like shooting the crap out of that opening, at bef- <laughs> like as soon as you <laughs> yeah, open really. it, like, huh? Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a kill box. Yeah, yeah. And they well, didn't that, use I think it was just- or or open and close it so you're letting in five at a time right. that you can dispatch easily. <laughs> yeah, really. Because they're not going to keep trying to go around the back if they know there's an entrance. Yeah. Wakanda. Well, it turns out they could just dig underneath it anyway. So why they you know they took their sweet yeah. time figuring yeah. that out. Yeah, they needed the underminer. Uh, yes, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but I thought it was a criminal underuse of Black Panther. Like, this is the first one after his movie, and he's mm-hmm. just barely in it and doesn't have anything mm. interesting to do. I thought that was just a giant slap in the face. I thought yeah. I think they didn't big, see the success of Black Panther coming when they were making he, this movie. Yeah, well, night and day too, because that was a very well contained story. Uh, and this was just all over the map. Again, it just they it wasn't a contained movie. They basically just assume if you haven't seen the other eighteen, uh, fuck off. I think that's the, yeah. the gist of this one. So it was annoying. I think they this whole series I think suffers from the success of that first Avengers movie that was not supposed to succeed. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we were all going, Oh, this is gonna be a big train wreck. And it was it was awesome, you know? And then they tried it again with Ultron. Nah, no, they're trying it again here in a very big way. And I, I, I mean, it's 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 a good superhero movie, but it's not. Yeah. Well, not I think first, I, uh, I, Avengers. I think so. Here's the thing, right? I think this movie should just be given credit for working at all. Like, how many yeah. stars does this movie have? How many? characters does this movie have and they all get something to do they all get some kind of payoff this well, was a almost... giant puzzle for them to solve and i'm impressed yeah. that they pulled up and it well, did yeah. feel like reading one of those one of those like infinity war giant comics mashup things where like yeah. every character level, in the world is yeah there. yeah it's, on that level i'm with you yeah it definitely felt more like a comic book adaptation than previous movies yeah uh because they they were following all of those story beats but that's not necessarily a good thing in my mind uh you have to you have to treat the medium as the medium and so this is not a comic book this is a movie and so it really Mm -hmm. felt labored and shoehorned at at various times because it's like oh well we have to do this and for this character and get this set up and move over here and do this and so it just felt like it was it was perpetually moving forward but there was nothing spearing it in well, my head i mean it's, it's like the eh. biggest tv series ever made really yeah. i mean exactly the it doesn't work as a standalone feature this is a payoff to hours and hours and hours of getting invested in these characters and now it's just like okay and then mash them together go yeah and it literally is like the kid great. in the sandbox with the little action figures. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. But it, you know, 
uh, the other thing not that, that I was entertained, but yeah, the first Avengers worked because they were able to say who would win in a fight, uh, Thor or Hulk? Who would win in a fight, Captain America? Or you know, just Thor's hammer. What happens when mm-hmm. it hits Cap's shield? Right, like they're playing in that world. Avengers two doesn't really get to do any of that, and it suffers yeah. as a result. But but they can bring in the Guardians and have that great fight between Spider Man, Doctor Strange, and Tony and the Guardians, and yeah. bang their toys together again, which is fun. It also worked in Ragnarok. <laughs> well, and speaking of Ragnarok too, they they set a nice little precedent when they were playing Immigrant Song during Thor's triumphant return mm, at the mm-hmm. end. And I thought, how how did they miss their chance to carry that over into this one? So when he shows up <laughs> in Wakanda, they should have played something like uh, Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> and that would be like the anthem for him, like swooshing down and killing swaths of these weird alien things. I thought that would have been a, a nice bookend to what we got in Thor Ragnarok. And sadly, oh. it was missed. <laughs> And where the where's Korg? Where's Korg? Yeah, that was I the think, other question I had. I think he I left. think Korg could survive in the vacuum of space because he's just a rock, right? So, hey man, yeah. I've been I've been floating in space. Yeah, you know. hey man. Or is, or did we miss like the deleted <laughs> scene, like the very beginning when Thanos shows up? He's like, hey man, I'm Korg. <laughs> you know. So yeah, so they, I think they anytime Thor has some sort of triumphant battle. Now they need to play some Led Zeppelin song. Dunk, That's just my. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was the other thing Might as well. that I, I that I thought would be. A good I was show. also really hoping that uh, Thor would be killed in this movie for real, mm-hmm. and they would do the other thing from the comic books, which is that Jane becomes the next Thor. Now mm-hmm. I actually was wondering if they were going to pull a Natalie Portman rabbit trick here. But yeah. they did not. I would maybe I would down say the road you have to recast it because she did not enjoy her time in the yeah. Marvel yeah, Cinematic Universe. No. But well, and, and then but they said the same thing about Gwyneth Paltrow, and they've got her he back recast her. Yeah. Um, the other one that was I I thought we would see Sean Gunn's uh, character, the rain, the the Ravager, who's got the the Mohawk thing yeah. from from Yondu. I actually thought we might, when they went to nowhere, I thought we might see Howard the Duck show up. I thought... Sadly, no. Sadly, no. And we didn't get the Sly Stallone Guardians either. So that's all still on the table. I mean, to be fair, Brian, you don't want this thing to be too bloated. (laughs) Yes, I do. Come on. Yeah, that would be over the top. Yeah. That would be over the top. It'll probably happen in Infinity War 2. Let's be real. Electric Uh, Boogaloo. Counting on it. So... So yeah, so those are, those are plenty of all of the things that I pretty much thought as I was watching it. Uh, I mean, will I watch it again? Probably, but it'll most likely be on cable. Uh, yeah. But I don't think I'm going to actively seek this one out again. It'll be kind of like, I liked it better than Age of Ultron, uh, but at the end of it, I was just sort of underwhelmed. I still think the best uh, Avengers movie is Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter I thought, Soldier. I think, is I mean, that's. I think Civil War is that, the best Avengers movie, though. No, Civil War. Civil yeah. War. Yeah, basically every Captain America film is like the best of Marvel. Yeah. I don't know how that happens, but it's true. Yeah. Well, you well, know, it is the yeah, same director this of, time. Yeah. I was thinking Civil War is in all but title an Avengers movie, and it's better than any of the Avengers movies, yeah. except maybe the first. I think oh, the first Avengers be- is really great. Yeah. I mean, it holds yeah. up. I think if, 
if you're going to do Avengers movies, though, I think the, the first Avengers is the, the best. Uh, I think Civil War is the second best, even though it's not officially an Avengers movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Infinity War. I, I would put Infinity War above, above Civil War. I would. I really liked Infinity War. I, I, yeah. I would. Here's the thing. I think I'm going to like it less after they undo it all. Like, once everything <laughs> yeah, okay. that happened in this movie okay. is irrelevant, yeah. it's going to fade. But that's what I think I disliked. That's what I think I disliked most about this film is that it's all erasable. Yeah. You know, they they they, they introduced, you know, the time stone as, um, yeah, a roll shit back redo. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, if, if they're going to do that, then it begs the question, why didn't Thanos just go, okay, thanks, and rolled back the clock all the way to when this gem was with no one who could stop him, you know? Like there'd be oh 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 that brings me to another thing that bugs me about not just this but all Marvel films okay see if you can you know riddle me this Batman wrong if wrong these uh, are company. creatures whatever if these are creatures <laughs> that like okay there are people getting blown into space and don't die there are people who get like in huge explosions and don't die like massive spaceships crashing don't die all of these 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 things that rip cities apart. Tony Stark gets a fucking moon thrown at him, and he doesn't die, right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. With, uh, with all of this happening, why are they still bothering to punch each other? <laughs> Obviously, things much worse than punching are done without any well, effect. But they're why so tough. Punching? punching from yeah. them means more, right? Like, yeah. I guess. It would liquefy you if they punched you. <laughs> well, yeah, punching like like non non superhero people, yeah, that's 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 certainly not good. You know, like if I were a non superhero person, like shall we say Black, Black Widow. Widow, and I got punched, then that would probably cause a lot of damage. Oh, hey, wait, now it doesn't, yeah, because she didn't get liquefied. It's dumb. Well, it's like either use really big guns or make punches mean stuff, like like have heads go flying off of necks. Mm-hmm. That's that's in Deadpool too. Yeah. yeah, the punching the punching is 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 got to be addressed. So, Eric, did you else. like this movie or did you not like this movie? <laughs> I had a great time. It was a popcorn movie. Yeah, it was. I jammed an assload of popcorn into my hole. <laughs> that's <laughs> but, exactly that's know. exactly what I did. Uh, yeah, there's, although there's been better, but it was fun. So one one question for you. This is kind of left of center, but it's still related because uh, I as well sat through all thirty minutes of the end credits because they've got so many effects mm-hmm. people. Uh, knowing that that stinger was coming. And then afterwards, this is part one, afterwards I felt like I could have just gone home and watched it online in like two weeks. And I'd have been yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I was irritated at that. But I figured if Eric could do it, then I could do it. Because uh, <laughs> so. I had the same thought. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I could just go home and watch it on YouTube. And then I'm like, but Fuck I'm it. sitting right here. You know, it's like, what am, what time am I gaining? I'm basically going to be unlocking my car at the moment that this thing comes up. Yeah. That's not getting much of my life back. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I liked the, I liked the perspective of like, I'm just a dude in a city and like cars, you know, the drivers of cars or the pilots of, of helicopters are vaporizing. So the, so everything is just going to hell. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of fun to watch. I was also shocked that somehow they didn't finally use this as the excuse to bring Coulson back into the movies yeah really <laughs> i thought that was gonna happen uh that's um, a good point but again the the tv and the movie universes don't quite play together well so but that would actually be a lot of fun at this point to have all of the original avengers see colson and go seriously <laughs> yeah, seriously really. <laughs> yeah really <laughs> you dick 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, and instead, we just got the rapture, but it's not really the yeah. rapture. God damn yeah. it. Uh, but just, yeah, just, just, just Thor going, oh, come on, it's a world gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing, too, and this is after a while, I just started reading the credits uh, to fill the time. And I don't know if you guys realize this. I can't remember where it was, but it's somewhere in the middle. This this one little blurb comes up and just says Marvel Studios Parliament and then lists about five names. And I thought, hmm. what the wow. fuck is Marvel Studios Parliament? I'm like, is that their, their legal body that uh, develops all of their laws? They are uh, a nation to, unto themselves. Yeah. And then I thought, well, maybe... Maybe that's the band, maybe that's, maybe that's the band that was, that's playing that, behind Marvel's George That was Clinton. the other thing. And then I started going, tear the roof off the mother, tear the roof off the mother, tear the roof off the sucker. <laughs> we want the fun. <laughs> Gotta have that fun. And so... <laughs> That got me through the rest of the credits until the stinger hits. <laughs> I liked I liked how trolly the credits were, right? Like not only did they um like just have the title treatment disappear into dust. Yeah. But at the very end, instead of the Avengers will return, it says Thanos will return. Yeah. Fuck Yeah, which was nice. Uh well I just was hoping for stuff like uh Zucker Abram Zucker would do so that we could get like the clipper clapper. And the flipper flapper. I mean, it's like. How do you know that wasn't in there? Come on. <laughs> I, I don't. I tuned out, honestly. So, yeah, it could very well have been in there. Uh, I didn't realize that Weta Digital did the effects. Everybody I did the effects. Known that if I had Every yeah. effects shop that exists. I've, I've got a number of former co workers who worked on this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I just saw Weta and I was like, oh, really? Interesting. Interesting. Uh, um, so then, so what's next? So, Captain Marvel. Well, no, Ant-Man and the Wasp Ant-Man is next. Ant-Man and the Wasp is next. So, is this taking place after the rapture? No, so are they going to be... before the rapture. We're Damn going it. back in time a little bit. Ah, okay. Yeah. And then... That's cheating. Yeah. That's cheating. Total cheat. They should have done Ant-Man and the Wasp first. Actually, I don't, I don't actually know that for sure. It would be so much better if Ant-Man and Wasp was like, oh, crap, we're like the only super people yeah, left. Ex- well, exactly. You know? That was yeah. my thinking. I, it was like, that would be the, your, your, your impetus for your story. It's like, oh, shit. What I've already... What I've already read about it is that it takes place right after Civil War. Oh, okay. Damn. Oh, yeah. So it's just like Spider-Man Homecoming, basically. Yeah. But with yeah. Ant-Man. Yeah. One, of, one of the other insect heroes. Okay. Gotcha. I hope it, I hope it ends with Ant-Man getting turned to dust. Like, you know, <laughs> that's your credit scene. Like, we did it! Yay! <laughs> oh, shit! Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then who's next? So... Captain Marvel, and then it's is the Captain next Marvel, new hero, like next February or something. Yeah, really looking forward to that. Should be, f- yeah. Carol Danvers is one of my favorites of the Marvel okay. universe, and but supposedly and right maybe back Captain Britain, whatever the next one is. So is Captain Marvel going to be brought into the fold and help fix what happened here in Infinity War? Is that almost certainly okay? She in the comics, she kind of ends up taking over as head of the Avengers after Steve Rogers dies. So, so we could st- if she's showing up, I wonder if he's going to be gone. Well, that was the he other thing out. is that Chris Evans wants out of his contract, and it's like the contract's over. And didn't aren't they conjecturing that either Bucky or Falcon uh, could take over as Captain America and continue? Both on? did in the comics, yeah. so it's completely yeah. legit to go okay. there. So I think I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing for Falcon though. I think Bucky's going to die with Chris Evans because that that whole arc needs to be done. Yeah, true. And, and then they, they should need give to- the arm to Rocket. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get that arm. <laughs> Here's what I need. A pair of crutches, some duct tape, that robotic arm, and a package of Nutella. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, okay well we had a good time we gotta we gotta say that we for for all the faults it had and it had yeah. faults we had a good time well, oh, i yeah. definitely i definitely don't not enjoy these movies on most levels uh but after 18 of them then you kind of start sitting around going okay well it's two hours and 40 minutes so i'm obviously going to have some time to think to myself uh as they get through mm-hmm. some of this other stuff and so that's why a lot of this is just nitpicky uh Hullabaloo. Yeah. I think I think we've established that the hard deck is Iron Man 2. If nothing gets as bad as Iron Man 2, it's yeah, pretty good. True. Well, and that's the thing. Okay, so Disney is just firing on all cylinders, right? Like, especially within Marvel. But in general, even the bad ones are much better than most movies were 20 years ago. Like, these guys have really... We live in a golden age yeah. of genre filmmaking. My yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. People are always saying, oh, "I don't know." It's you know, it, it, they they're making these movies off a formula, and I'm like, "Yeah, but it's a formula that yeah. works." And they you they know? tweak it just it's, enough too. That's the thing. They know where to yeah. to massage it and make it feel new, even though it isn't new. And that's yeah. that's kind of the magic I think that they've accomplished, or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's not yeah. like a Bond movie where it literally is the same fucking movie, uh, just a different actor. Yeah. Uh, and I'm still watching those things, so what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Avengers, it's a movie. Go see it. Uh, it yeah. really is an Infinity War, uh, yeah. and it will go on forever. Though it's, yeah. Though it's not actually, that's another thing, it's not actually a war. It's like a couple of fights. <laughs> An actual war, it's, I don't know. Wars go on for a long time. It's more time. like this Avengers is- Infinity Scuffle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay. yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's the kind of movie where they cut to a spaceship and the title card comes up and says space. Spaceship. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> winky, winky. This movie, this movie went to more planets than the Star Wars movies go to in, in, in one movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a huge sci-fi movie. It was. Hey, if, when are we going to have that crossover? When is the Star Wars people going to end up in the Marvel Universe? That, yeah. It seems like it happened, right? <laughs> it, it does seem inevitable. I think, I do think money dictates that at some point, uh, yeah, Jar Jar Binks <laughs> is going to be the next Avenger. Oh. Uh, you saw Iron Man? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Misa, get the Tesseract! <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Just stop it. No. Okay, so... <laughs> and his superpower is clutziness that works. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So my, my hypothesis is, I'm going to put this down for posterity, um, the next time we have one of these big team-up movies will be when they finally incorporated the Fantastic Four into the MCU, the Silver Surfer will herald the the return of Galactus. Yeah. And that and, will be why they do another one of these big fucker things. And they'll have the X-Men and Deadpool in there. Mm. I don't know about the X-Men and Deadpool, but I'm saying Fantastic Four and Galactus are going to be the next big one. Okay. I'm just hoping for more, well, think, more people on the poster. Because if you look at the first Avengers, yeah. it's like five, six people... And then in Age of Ultron, it's like a dozen. And then this one, it's like, uh, you know, 50. 
It's a mad, <laughs> so, mad, mad, mad titan. Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why they'll pull out the multiverse thing, because at some point they're going to go, we, we own the X-Men, we own the Avengers, we cannot keep crossing them over. Let's bottle them up into their own universes so that we don't have like the continuity problem that Marvel faced. So that we can recast everybody. Books. Yes. Again and again yeah. and again and again mm-hmm. and again. All right, everybody, that about wraps it up for another episode of the Magnificently Huge Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter. Share us on your social feeds, first of all. Like, share the podcast with your friends, please. We could use the exposure. And if you want to talk to us, hit us up on Twitter at MagHuge, Facebook.com, Magnificently Huge. We're on Instagram as Magnificently Huge, or you can email Magnificently Huge at gmail.com we're here every week talking pop culture and stuff so come on back subscribe to the podcast we'll see you next week for more magnificently huge